Allen starts it out, maybe a three-on-one. Right side, Allen comes in with Colasar, got to do it, he scores! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Arvidsson looking for more, shooting, kick save! Grossois flexes out with the right pass. Now it's behind the goal, another try, another save, Grossois! Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. You know, I'm one of the people that has uh, moved around a little bit, and every time you move around, you got to find a uh, new dentist, new doctor, all that kind of stuff. Uh, one of the things that I'm doing right now uh, is finding a, a new accountant. That's uh, mm. just uh, uh, been on my plate for the last little bit. It's just uh, weird to have to go through all those things. Thankfully, we don't have to worry about uh, finding a new uh, dealership uh, where you want to get a car. I was so fortunate when I moved here and fell uh, in with the Finley family, and you were out at uh, Finley North Volkswagen in Centennial Hills uh, hanging out there, and we will be over at Finley North Volkswagen on Thursday as well, our second yep. home this week. Uh, and uh, on Thursday, we got the like you're just putting it all together. Uh, for Will Carrier's arrival on Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. So we are we're kind of the warm up act, right? Mm-hmm. Like today we're we're getting the information out there. We're making sure everybody understands what the assignment is come Thursday and then I want to see everyone follow through and turn in their homework. And we're talking about Will Carrier autograph signing here at Finley North Volkswagen in Centennial Hills. Get down here on Thursday, you'll be able to see us me and Darren do the Insider Show live on location. We'll be talking hockey. We'll be chopping it up. We'll be talking about game ratings. Ideally, from a Golden Knights win, I'm still going to try to convince Darren to bet Chapman a hot pepper showdown because Chapman wants. Uh, Chapman assumes Will Carrier likes yeah, he spicy assumes. food. He and just assumes. He's and got we're nothing going, to back that up. I, just, I know, but you're also not taking the bet, so what does that say? It yeah. says you're scared, and no, that's fine. And that's no. okay. No, 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 hold on, hold on. And that's okay. That's fine. But I, I need to come up with some way to get this bet to go down between you and Chapman I'll, that hinges on Will Carrier's answering of the question, do you like spicy food? Listen, I just don't think Chapman has a clue one way or the other. He's I, just hoping. And I don't, and either, I don't mind betting. I just won't bet about, about spiciness and eating spicy <sighs> because that's painful to me. That's like saying, okay, if I lose the bet, you get to hit me over the back of the head with a shovel. Why would okay. I do that? Well, because that's going to hurt. And that's going to cause damage. Uh, spiciness causes me great angst. And it, why would I put my body through that? Well, okay, what about this? Like, if, if you win, Chapman has to eat a spicy pepper. Probably a habanero, but we can go up the scale if you want to. All right. Um, if Chapman, w- if, if, if you win, well, yeah, so if you win, Chapman has to eat a spicy pepper. If Chapman wins. I get to, uh, I'll let him run over my foot with his car. Oh, my, come my on. My foot with his car. That's so ridiculous. Hey, hey I, that's, I like, that, that's worse to you than I eating a jalapeno? I wouldn't do Seriously? that. Yeah. I, 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 I would let him run over my foot with his car. Chapman, what, what is something that you would want should you win the bet? Well, I think you should eat a spicy pepper. I'm not, I'm not, okay. But we're not. This, that's a point okay. of entry. Okay. We're not going to get to, right. buddy. Come on. Uh, I'm trying to over, set this up. Run we're, over we're, my foot with no, your chapstang thing. Not we're jagger. building intrigue. I don't intrigue. have the chapstang anymore. But. Listen, we're building intrigue. We're <laughs> yes. trying to get people down here. Chapman eating a spicy pepper would be funny. Run over my you, foot with a Passat, a new Passat. I think. I think maybe the listeners should decide this one. Oh. Well, the listeners are just going to go spicy pepper. No, no, Darren no. Has maybe, made it very, maybe, maybe, Darren's made it very clear he doesn't no. want to do we, that. We, we have two days to come up with, with a poll, so maybe we'll, we'll come up with some options, and we can tweet it out, and we can What's make a poll. Bet? 
Yeah, what's the bet? I want I want Darren right. and Chapman to put something on the line if Will Carrier jumps on the show with us on Thursday here they from like spicy Finlay food. North Volkswagen Centennial Hill. The question to Will Carrier, do yeah. you like spicy food? Depending on his answer, either Darren's going to win or Chapman's going to win, which means one of the two of them are going to lose, and we have to figure out what the punishment is. See, like, I, like, I'm, I'm kind I can of tell thinking, you what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm thinking along I'm the lines of texting Will, and I'm telling him, when they say, do you like spicy food, say no. I'm thinking it, it, it should be something maybe visual. Like maybe Darren has to wear some goofy glasses on TV when he's doing it. But he does that anyway. No, no, no. I mean like like novelty, I, I, goofy sunglasses. Or it's got to be like the eyeballs hanging out. Yes, no, yes. No, no, no. It's got to be uncomfortable. I think that's I don't think un- that that's uncomfortable for Darren. Well, I think I, like if there's one thing I've learned about Darren over the, the he, course he of He kind of embraces together, the goofiness. He leans into goofy. Yeah. And, and it doesn't bother him. Yeah. Team player. Well, sure, except for uh, eating peppers. What do you guys think about? Well, that's just self-preservation. Oh, but come we, on. We tomorrow. I've got tomorrow, Vegas, Seattle. Yeah, circled as the most important game in the next seven because the, the next seven is my series two. Sure. Vegas won series number one, four games to three. We need them to win all three series down the stretch in the final twenty-one to give me enough points uh, to feel comfortable that the Golden Knights will make the playoffs. Tomorrow night is game one of the second set, and it is the most important game because they've not been able to take care of business on the road, and they, at this stage they're playing teams below them in the standings. I know about the previous road trip, mm-hmm. but uh, six of the next seven are against teams below them in the standings, and you've got the momentum from the biggest win of the year. Can you carry that over? Tomorrow night proves that you can, and it gets rid of so much narrative about uh, road woes that you just get down to business and you start cranking them out. Um, yeah, so I, I find it interesting that you have not amended your belief that they only need 16 more points to get into the playoffs. Like, that, that puts you at 92, right? Like. Mm-hmm. I don't think that 92 points is enough to get you over the playoff cut line. Like, I think that we're we're looking at a situation where you might have to take five of seven in your next uh, two seven-game series uh, in order to feel confident and comfortable in, in the idea and the fact that you're going to uh, the playoffs. But I would agree with you in that you have to keep moving in the right direction right now if you're the Vegas Golden Knights. You can't look at it as needing to win 10 of 14 or 9 of 14 or 8 of 14. You have to just focus on winning the next one and then winning the next one and then winning the next one. And it's been so long since the Golden Knights have found a positive result on the road that you just need to get that first one to fall for you on the road and then you can continue to build that confidence. It's in In a lot of ways the same as the Chicago Blackhawks game when Chandler Stevenson found a way to score on not a grade-A shot, mm-hmm. it goes, okay, we got, we got something going here. Yeah. We, got, we got a break there. Let's, let's carry this forward. And they did that. They built on that and, and, and piled on the goals and managed to score four in the third period and winning in overtime. Tomorrow night in Seattle is the exact same thing. Find a way. Get some momentum and carry it for in momentum, confidence. Pick your word. They, I think, they're equal uh, in in this conversation, and move forward. You also you also have the there's there's two lessons 
going into the game. Mm-hmm. One, Pete talked about Chicago. Like if you if you look at the Chicago game, that's proof you can't take anybody lightly. And I'm not sure that it was necessarily uh, just taking for granted that you were going to beat the Chicago Blackhawks, but they certainly weren't the better team uh, through the first 40 minutes. Not there offensively; they had chances, but uh, they they created uh, some some mistakes in their own end that uh, that led directly to goals against them, and and they were almost self-inflicted uh, wounds. You got to be ready, and if 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 that doesn't show you against Chicago, then nothing will. So lesson learned, and you got away with it on Saturday afternoon. Big-time reminder that Seattle, uh, in the same league as, as the Chicago Blackhawks, not going to make the playoffs this year, uh, playing out the string. You better be ready to go. And number two is Seattle beat L.A. last night. L.A. ahead of you in the standings. You're trying to reel them in. They did you a solid. But L.A., L.A., stumbled into that same trap so don't like you got a big time uh, bonus last night by seattle going into uh crypto.com arena and taking away that uh that two points from the la kings don't waste that take advantage of it and make it not just a win against seattle but a four-point swing with the la kings yeah i i mean listen you you need to apply the heat and apply the pressure to the teams ahead of you in the Pacific Division. And, and you, my theory is that that's the, that's the route for the Vegas Golden Knights. If, if this team makes the playoffs, if this, if this team is going to secure their spot in the postseason, it's going to be in the, in the two or three speed spot in the Pacific Division. I think you have to hunt down the Edmonton Oilers or the LA Kings. Now, if the Golden Knights are able to find a win against Seattle or if they're able to take care of business, then obviously you can apply a little bit more of that heat and pressure to the Edmonton Oilers and the LA Kings. And then it just becomes about which of those two teams might stumble and can the Golden Knights continue to bank points. That's all that has to happen right now for Vegas. You have to win enough games to to get yourself in and around 94, 95, 96 points. And you have to hope that what happened to L.A. last night against Seattle happens to L.A. a couple more times down the stretch, more times than it happens to Vegas. I've been so impressed with the way the Golden Knights have played the top teams in the league. Yeah. They, they get up for those games. And they, their record mm-hmm. uh, against good teams to bad teams is the opposite of what we discussed so often in the first half of the season with the New York Rangers, yeah. which, which beat up on the lower-end teams but had trouble winning games against topper echelon clubs. Yeah. Vegas has no issue with the top teams. And if they aren't winning those games, they're pushing it right to the edge. Even with a terribly depleted lineup, they were still in games against the Colorado Avalanche who were rolling. Now, can they take that desperation, that focus, that intensity, and play the same way against Seattle, Vancouver, and Arizona. And you have to do it. Because if you don't take advantage of these games, you're going uphill with very little gas and a beat-up 1976 gremlin. And it's not going to be fun. By the way, no air conditioning in that thing, and the windows won't roll down. Oh, it's a bummer. Yeah, uh, it's, it's uncomfortable. And that that's going to make it, it difficult. So you better find a way to be successful against these teams 
like you are against the top teams. And I understand why they're competitive against the top teams. Everybody wants mm-hmm. to play the top teams, and they want to play them hard. But uh, but your, your playoff hopes hinge on Seattle, Vancouver, and Arizona right now. Well, and I think that that's kind of what leads me to believe that the Golden Knights are going to play two solid games against the Seattle Kraken. And, and the reason I'm going to lean into that and I'm going to lean into it heavily is external motivation is important throughout an 82-game season. And when you talk about the Golden Knights' prowess in playing really good teams right to the edge, uh, you can't deny that. They have have played some of their best hockey against some of the best teams in the league, and they look on those nights legitimate Stanley Cup contenders. The other aspect of this is the Golden Knights want to separate themselves, differentiate themselves from the Seattle Kraken, and, and, and... prove that there is a clear line separating the Vegas Golden Knights and Seattle as far as expansion teams go. The expansion bowl is real. The Golden Knights wanting to win those games are very, very real. I don't think the Golden Knights want to drop games to Seattle, period, full stop. So I would expect them to have that game that we've seen from them against top competition because I think they view this these two games against Seattle as top competition. That's, that's funny in the sense that I, I didn't even think of it that way at the start of the year yeah you you don't the expansion bowl you don't want to be the team to lose to the seattle kraken in game mm-hmm. one of their franchise history sure when you have been the most successful expansion franchise in the history of sports that was a huge narrative from opening night of this national hockey league season yeah i it doesn't even, didn't even come close to crossing my mind this time around because i just consider seattle like Arizona, like Vancouver, like the Dallas Stars, uh, like the Chicago Blackhawks, and they're a team that you have to take advantage of uh, when you're playing and you're head-to-head. And it's, I'm, I'm not saying that, that you're wrong. It's just not an, uh, a storyline or an angle that I really consider because my head is so buried in this playoff race and what has to happen for the Vegas Golden Knights to qualify for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Think about it from this perspective. Say the Golden Knights drop a game or two points or a point to the Seattle Kraken and they end up missing the playoffs by two points or one. Huge, yeah. It will haunt them. So, therefore, I look at this as an opportunity for the Golden Knights to just say, we are not going to have our season dictated by what happens in a couple of games against Seattle. We are the best expansion team that's ever, ever been created in professional sport, period. We're not going to drop these games. We're not going to drop points. We're not going to leave them on the table against Seattle. That's just not acceptable. Big time. The the most recent teams in the National Hockey League, the Vegas Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken going at it. Uh, tomorrow night's a TNT national televised game. Hmm. So look for uh, for that one on the TNT side of things with my buddy Rick Tockett and company over on the, on that panel. And then uh, I'll be back with you on the television side on Friday. But we got a full show tomorrow, 4 to 6 on the VGK Insider Show. And then Ryan Wallace with the pregame show, 6 to 7. Uh, a couple of things uh, to talk about from today's practice. Beyond, and if you missed it earlier, Robin Leonard took a shot, uh, looked like off the inside side of the arm uh, between the elbow and the the wrist uh, just at the end of a drill early on in practice Jack Eichel uh, shot it towards the net and Leonard was moving on to the next drill the next uh, players coming down the ice and wasn't aware that that shot was coming and it stung him uh, he was down for a little bit but uh, but got up 
took back uh, some pucks uh, back in that drill, uh, took a little bit of a break, then went back in the net, and for all intents and purposes, finished practice or left marginally earlier. Uh, I don't think it's going to be something that's going to keep him out of the lineup long term, but who knows what tests uh, were happen after the uh, practice. Uh, the, the, the injury that he was dealing with before, the upper body injury, uh, looks like he's made some serious and significant progress on that front. And whether Robin went on the trip initially or will meet the team on the on the road, uh, don't know as of yet. We'll find out tomorrow morning's uh, uh, pregame skate at Climate Pledge Arena. But, boy, it's uh, the, uh, the scare today aside, mm-hmm. that's some pretty good news that Robin Leonard looks like he's closing in on being back. And Kelly McCrimmon sort of said uh, the same thing uh, this week at the general manager meetings. Yeah, I mean, it's it's important for the Golden Knights to be able to lean on their number one goaltender and Robin Leonard down the stretch. Like it, it, Again, everything right now for the Golden Knights is building toward, hopefully, another run in the playoffs. And, and what you're going to need, should you get there, should you complete this, this absolute sprint to the finish, um, and you get yourself into the playoffs, you need every aspect of your game firing on all cylinders. And that includes... Robin Leonard comfortable and confident and feeling good in the crease because as Robin Leonard goes, so will the Golden Knights in the playoffs should they get there. And you take some pressure off Logan Thompson, who's done yeah. a marvelous job. But man, like, I don't. My biggest fear is that he runs out of gas he, emotionally. He's he's been riding this wave, yeah, and he's got to be like exhausted from uh, going through this uh, this unexpected run of consecutive starts and who knows uh, physically but uh, at, at some point uh, there's there's got to be a, a bit of a, a dip mentally or, or physically now they're, they're, the blue line is going to be better and Braden McNabb uh, practiced today in a regular colored sweater in that uh, that gray uh, that wears that the defensemen wear. So that's huge. And Pete DeBoer uh, just uh, talked about uh, how they got Zach Whitecloud back last w- weekend and Alec Martinez returned to the lineup. And this is cut three, uh, Chris, uh, just talking about adding people and how it changes the team. I think so. I, I think sticking with it and you know, adding people back in the lineup changes our team. Um, you know, if you look at if you look at that Minnesota uh, Winnipeg trip that we went on, uh, you know, we played hard both games, but uh, you know, you're without basically four of your defensemen. That you know, we now have a bit. All of a sudden, Martinez is back in, and McNabb and White Cloud, and you know, that that changes your team. So, um, you know, I, I think if we if we stick with uh, the type of commitment uh, to our road game that we had in those games and, and add some of the pieces back we potentially are getting back here that uh, we should uh, start to have some success. The defensemen that were out there today, all National Hockey League defensemen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big. It, it, I mean, it's important, right, for, for the Golden Knights, and we touched on it a bit here, but, you know, with with the injuries you're dealing with up front and with, you know, the, the idea that you're, until Robin Leonard is ready to go, and we think that that's going to be soon, but it might not be tomorrow. It, it might not be over the next two games, but maybe the next three, four, whatever the case may be. Uh, with with that understanding, you need as, as bolstered a blue line as you can possibly have because the Golden Knights are, are going to be looking to, to, to win tight games. Like You're going to be in some 2-1, 3-2 games, and the, the best way to, to kind of 
work through that when you've got, you know, your third string goaltender in net and you've got, you know, half an entire lineup uh, or an entire fourth line that, that's going to be comprised of mostly Henderson Silver Knights players. Um, the best way to do that is, is with a strong and solid blue line and, and one that is going to be able to cut down on really dangerous chances against. Shea Theodore, Alex Petrangelo, Zach Whitecloud, Braden McNabb, Ben Hutton, Dylan Coughlin, and Alec Martinez all out there today. Mm-hmm. And they'll make a decision whether Braden McNabb can play tomorrow night uh, when they get to Seattle and, and see how he's feeling after his uh, first full practice. Maybe he does play tomorrow night. But, but those are all National Hockey League. There's seven guys there. They're the National Hockey defensemen. They yep. generally only dress six, so even if McNabb can't go tomorrow but can go uh, later on uh, in the week in the road trip, still like there's there's now options there for for the Vegas Golden Knights when you're talking National Hockey League defensemen. No, miss, missing from that list is Nick Hag, who we, we haven't heard from for, for a little bit uh, as, yep. as he's been out of the lineup. Uh, Pete Tabor addressed the status of number 14. Talked to him this morning. Uh, I would call him week to week not day-to-day, lower. Lower body injury for Nick Hag. So that is uh, one of those players that, that is out. Uh, uh, Laurent Bressois is out. Uh, Riley Smith is out. Uh, William Carrier is uh, going to be with us on Thursday, so he's out. Uh, Nolan Patrick uh, did not see Max Pacioretty or Mark Stone. So there's still a, a lengthy list, but most of it, you've got five forwards that are out. Uh, most of it does come up front, uh, which is and I and I didn't include Robin Leonard because he practiced uh, today and yep. he's inching towards it. So uh, uh, at, at least you're you're starting to look at okay, we might, might get a goalie back. Uh, you've got you've got uh, the options to dress six National Hockey League defensemen uh, with with one extra. So you've you've got uh, a decision to make there, uh, coach's decision that hasn't happened in a long time. Has some some positive, but. But the the flip side is, if you're waiting for uh, anybody beyond this, I don't know when that next one to come back is. Is it Stone? Is it Pacioretty? Pacioretty had the the setback. Uh, Patrick left after three shifts the other day. William Carrier sounds like he's not imminent. Uh, certainly not traveling with the team on the road and and, and Riley Smith. So uh, this this may be what what you're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. Might be the team that has to run up the points to get you in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm operating under the assumption that that's what it's going to be for the Golden Knights. I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm not, again, it's, I don't want to say I'm not optimistic, but just the way the season has gone and, you know, as, as kind of matter of fact as that update was from Pete DeBoer on Nick Hay, where, you know, it's, it's week to week and, and that's pretty much it. And we don't have to dive too much deeper into um, specifics on that, like it, it's been one of those years, right? It's been one of those years for the Golden Knights where you're navigating all these injuries. As far as Mark Stone goes, like you know, who knows when when that's going to when that's going to come to fruition for the Golden Knights? I I, I just I have to kind of keep you know as as much as these these athletes compartmentalize it. I think we have to as well. Like you can't really focus on what's out of the lineup right now for the Golden Knights. You have to look well, at what they've got and and find ways to win. Let's let's look at it. Uh Practically mm-hmm. or conservatively, uh, there's 14 games to go, Ryan. They play three this week. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of those players are coming back on the road trip. No. Uh, would you agree with me? Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. This yeah. is just us pie in the sky. All right? Yeah. Let, yeah. So we'll, we'll deal with that. So 
if they don't come back on the road trip, mm-hmm. that takes you three games off. Now you're down to eleven. Mm-hmm. At at the at the maximum number of games, and I sure. don't know whether whether that even qualifies. So so Hag, he's week to week, so uh, he's going to be into. They play a couple of games next week. Now you're down to to eight, and we we haven't seen any of these players skating or practicing, and no timeline. That's why I'm looking at this and trying to be uh, practical mm-hmm. about my expectations for the next wave of help from the injured list. And those five forwards, defenseman and a goaltender, I don't know if or when they'll be back. And if if I don't know that and you don't know that and and – Kelly uh, McCrimmon talked about uh, he's hopeful that, that some people be back. He's not ruling anybody out. Mm-hmm. And Kelly, we should say, was, was very uh, upfront. He's not ruling anybody out, Mark Stone or anybody, yeah. uh, for the rest of the season. But you start doing the, the math. There are three games this week. You're down to 11. A couple of games next week, you're down to eight. Uh, then you're, you're into a situation where you, you might not have any of these people back until the final six or seven games at best. That means the group that will take the ice tomorrow and Friday and Sunday, that's your group to, to, to not only buy you time, because sure. buying time's over. Yeah. you gotta, you got to make up some ground now, and this is the group that's going to have to do it. And I, I, I like this group based on the confidence that we saw come over from, from Saturday and, and back-to-back wins and the, the, the domination of Nashville and being able to rally in Chicago and having a full National Hockey League blue line. I like the group. I think they can certainly do it. The path is there to do it. Uh, if if they don't do it, uh, it'll be a disappointment because it's it's there uh, for them for them to grab. And uh, but I think it's we should all face reality that this could be. Uh, don't expect somebody to come around the corner and be be riding in and going. Let's go. No, I mean you 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 might have that for the final four or five games of the yeah. season and. The final four games of the season are four games in six nights, including a back-to-back in Dallas and Chicago, and you finish with St. Louis. Like the, the final four games of the year for the Golden Knights might be the most important four games of the year, depending on what they do in this stretch. You and hope they are, because you, if, they, would, if they are, hope, that yeah. means they've, they've done their job right now, right? Right, for sure. But that also it also leads the question to you know, what you might be able to accomplish over the next six or seven games with this group. And then if you end up getting healthier in that stretch, like that, that's a tough stretch to kind of be reintegrated into the lineup. Like no matter how you, no matter how you look at it, this is going to be a tough road for the Vegas Golden Knights. If they do it, that's why I keep banging this drum. If they do it, if they get in, if they're in the playoffs, I don't want to see them first round. I don't think any team wants the Golden Knights to make the playoffs because if they do, it means they're playing great hockey. It means they did it against all odds, and it means they're playing with house money once they get there. Yeah, I know. I know Colorado doesn't want to see them in the first round. No, oh, no, not at all. I selfishly, I want to see that more than anything else. I don't know that. I don't know that it's going to happen that way because I, I still don't think wild card is where the Golden Knights are going to end up if they make the playoffs. But I would love to see first round matchup Vegas Colorado would be awesome. The series I want to see more than anything else is Tampa Bay and Florida. That's, that's oh, my you don't, number one. That's you don't want to see you don't want to see Calgary Edmonton, and I see like eight hundred goals in the first round. I'm a Canadian guy, and uh-huh. I I was <laughs> groomed on the Battle of Alberta. Yeah, like yeah. I I watched the the highs of the hatred 
between those two teams. The thing and the series I want to see the most is Tampa Bay, Florida. But but right there is is Colorado, Vegas. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this in my podcast today. That that, that those those three series are all really intriguing for different reasons. Sure. Vegas underdog after uh, beating Colorado last year, and Colorado still having a great year. Colorado can't get past the the second round, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, a lot of play there, and. Then you've got Calgary, Edmonton, and we know what that series is about. But for just for pure drama and mm-hmm. and two te- like two teams at the top of their game, yep. uh, nothing beats uh, Florida and and Tampa. It's certainly uh, it, it, it's better than there's there's, there's more <laughs> at stake there. Sure, like some of these teams, I, I I'm watching and I'm watching right now play at the string and that. Like they should have beat Vegas with with the lead the other night. Yeah, they should and then have. they turn around and they and they play yesterday, and you're starting to see like just is is it are they just cursed this year? Mm-hmm. I I don't know. It's no, like they're just um, not good. Well, like Detroit's just fallen off the 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 tracks uh-huh. since they kind of lost track and uh, contact with the playoff spot, yeah. and they're allowing a bunch of goals, but. What what's happening in Chicago right now is is hardly even fair. And last night, this is the play of the day. <laughs> the the no chance to shoot for Stevenson centered. Eichel scores. It's time for the play of the day on the VGK Insider Show. You got the Blackhawks coming off their loss against Vegas, hooking up with the Buffalo Sabers, who are arguably one of the more dangerous teams right now because they they've got some confidence, they feel good about themselves, mm-hmm. uh, and they're playing with house money. There's a lot uh, there, and they got some some decent goaltending. So you got Buffalo against the Blackhawks, and the Blackhawks race out to another big lead, and Buffalo comes back, and it's a tie game late, and this happens. Up top, Darlene. Want to get something to the net here? Here goes Thompson. Stick explodes on him. Oh! Scores at the back of the net. The Sabers score. Lankinen. Lumberjack with his stick on the side of the goal, and Tate Thompson is going to celebrate the Sabres' potential game winner, 6-5 with 10.6 seconds to go. If you were at T-Mobile Arena on Saturday and uh-huh. saw Evgeny Dodonov score and you were looking at it through a wider lens, not just at the Vegas celebration, uh, you saw what Kevin Lankinen did to the goalpost at the Zamboni end, the uh, end where uh, the Vegas uh, Golden Knights guard for two of the three periods. Uh, what Lankinen did to that post, he did to the post last night in one of the flukiest, goofiest goals that really wasn't his fault that I've ever seen to go for a winning goal. I mean, no, it, I, I suppose it's not really his fault. I no, guess. it was a goofy goal. Yeah, I mean, being completely out of position doesn't help. But um, he was playing the shot. The stick breaks. It changes I, I hear everything. I, I hear you, but he's, he's swimming. He's swimming, and whatever. It is what it is. Like, it, it's pretty remarkable. It, it's a broken stick. The puck caroms off the backboards, off of Lankin and skate as he's trying to get back to his post and into the net. Um, you, you could take that shot exactly the same way a hundred times, and oh. the puck will go in one time, and it just happened to be the game winner in a game where the Blackhawks had a 4 nothing lead. You got to Unbelievable. That's your uh, play of the day. <laughs> when we continue, we've got the one-timer segment, news and notes from around the National Hockey League, and an update on a significant injury to a Stanley Cup favorite as we continue on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace out at Finley North Volkswagen, Centennial Hills. Uh, we'll be back there on Thursday. We'll 
Will Carrier signing autographs there. Uh, I'm at Studio 31, and back at uh, the Fox Sports Las Vegas studio is Chris Chapman. It's Fox Sports Las Vegas, the BGK Insider Show. Stay with us. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. Uh, e-bug alert. E-bug alert. One-timers presented by Paul Powell. Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee. Do you guys know who Jason San Antonio is? No uh, idea. No, no. All no right. Clue. Well, he is uh, he is the backup goaltender right now for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Nice. As Peter Morazic, mm-hmm. the much maligned Peter Morazic, who mm-hmm. is back into the good books of his head coach, had to leave the game against the Boston Bruins in the first period. Morazic is out. Eric Schalgren is in in relief. The uh, the rookie, and Jason San Antonio is the emergency backup goaltender. Now for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, the uh, the craziness of the Toronto Maple Leaf goaltenders <laughs> that that's just happened uh, right now. And, and Jason's, <laughs> Jason's going to get in because you know Jason's going to get in because that's just the way the way it goes no. for uh, for for the Toronto Maple Leafs and e-bugs. But this time around, because yeah. I'm I'm fully on record saying the whole between. The Chicago situation with Ferguson and and then uh, David Ayers in mm-hmm. Toronto where e-bugs come in and they make the saves. Yeah. Like, that's fluky. That's going against the grain. The next time an e-bug gets in and plays, my bet is the e-bug gets lit up. And wouldn't it be just Toronto Maple Leafs luck that the e-bug goes in for them mm-hmm. and just gets cranked? But no, this wow. this goaltender, this uh, San Antonio, uh, Jason San Antonio, uh, played three years of college hockey at Bryant University, and he would be the guy that, that's there for for either team in case something happens at the TD Garden. <laughs> Toronto uh, had a three uh, three one lead in in that game. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, he's out. We don't know for how long, mm-hmm. but uh, he has been sent back to Denver. Will not play tonight against the Calgary Flames at the Dome. In, in Calgary, it's an upper body injury. Avalanche head coach said that uh, the injury could have uh, resulted from McKinnon's fight with Matt Dumba uh-huh. on Sunday. Yeah, somebody got hurt in a Matt Dumba fight a couple of years ago too. Uh-huh. Who was that? Uh, Matt Dumba. Oh, was yeah, he got hurt. In it. Okay, well that <laughs> yeah, makes sense it then. It was it was Matt Dumba. Right. Okay. That uh, that makes sense. So I'm not going completely uh, no. squirrely. No. Somebody did get hurt in a fight with Matt Dumba. Uh, He's uh, so not a good fighter, so it makes sense that it was Matt Dumba that got hurt in the fight with Matt Dumba. Jared Bednar says uh, McKinnon's out. Come back to Denver. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll see what the docs say. Uh, for Kale McCarr, he said haven't talked to him yet. Pretty quick turnaround. But uh, McKinnon, 51 games. He's got mm-hmm. 70 points. Like he's just rock star status. Ridiculous. If he's if he's played uh, all the games, but like if it's one of those things where. It's, like usually when you when you get hurt, it's a shoulder in a fight, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, and it, and it happens in a fight. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Well, Nathan McKinnon shouldn't be fighting. No, nope, shouldn't be. Like, and and I I don't know. I agree with that. I, I'm I'm fairly certain that that there was a big hit from Matt Dumba 
probably on Nathan McKinnon in the game, if I, if my memory serves me. And, you know, I, I applaud at, at Nathan for sticking up for himself. But yeah. you're Nathan McKinnon, right? Like, you your pride in that moment is not what you need to be focused on. You're looking at an all-in year for your organization, your team. This is your best opportunity to win a Stanley Cup. Um, you need to be healthy. You need to be available. And, you know, ragdolling Matt Dumba for a little while is not worth it if you end up getting hurt. That's uh, happened on the weekend, so that's the second most uh, talked about fight on Sunday night. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not I'm not indulging you. I can't do any of these jokes again. <laughs> Miro Heiskanen is going to return for the Dallas Stars. He's off uh, the uh, injured list uh, after battling and, uh, and overcoming mononucleosis. Yeah. Defenseman missed 11 games with Mono, and they were 6-5 and five without him. So clearly uh, the Dallas Stars are getting better. Well, they're getting a great uh, player back, but they, yeah. they could need him right now. They're so weird, the, the Dallas Stars, <laughs> when it comes to consistency. I don't know, one way or, or the other. Um, we got to go, though, don't we? Do we have time for one more? or One more, yeah, we're good. One uh, more. Okay. Uh, the Flyers uh, are working about uh, their goaltending situation right now. Uh, Carter Hart did uh, did not play, uh, is not dressed uh, against the Minnesota Wild. Martin Jones is in goal, and they have uh, uh, Felix Sandstrom, who's mm-hmm. played one NHL game. He's an emergency recall from Lehigh Valley uh, of the American Hockey League. Uh, they said that Carter Hart's just got a little bit of a nagging injury. Yep. And Sean Monahan is back for the Calgary Flames tonight. Uh, that's uh, that's big for the Calgary Flames. He's one of the greatest. Uh, qu- do, you, do you ever see the Twitter account, Boring Sean Monahan? No. Do you ever follow that? No. Follow it. It's really good. I don't know whether it's still active, but mm. even the old stuff is uh, is really good. One of the great uh, satirical uh Twitter handles in in all of uh, social media. Those are your one-timers brought to you by Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee. When we continue, catching up with Chapman on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Darren Art, Studio 31. Ryan Wallace on location at Finley North Volkswagen, Centennial Hills, and oh, Christopher at Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hi, Darren. So, since we talked about it on, I believe it was Friday, a couple more tickets to the World Cup have been punched. Canada, over the weekend, punched their ticket when they demolished Jamaica, first time since 1986, and only the second time in history. Tomorrow, the U.S., all they need is to not lose to Costa Rica by six goals, and they will be <laughs> participating. You, you know, and, and here's the funny thing, because I was texting Tyler Bischoff, who, of course, is a huge, huge <laughs> soccer fan. And if the U.S. forfeits the game, like if they don't even show up and play, they lose the game 3 nothing by by rule. They actually would go to the World Cup just by forfeiting the game. Maybe uh, they should do that. I, you know, and we joked that it would be pretty hysterical if they did. Obviously, I don't foresee the U.S. doing that, but where it gets interesting for Costa Rica is they have, I think, like seven players who are on a yellow card, and if they finish in fourth place, they have to play a playoff against the team from, it's probably going to be New Zealand, but if one of those players picks up a yellow card in the game tomorrow against the U.S., the yellow card carries over to that intercontinental playoff, and they would actually not be eligible to play in it, which is kind of a ridiculous rule, but it is the rule, so... So they shouldn't play the game either. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see the strategy that Costa Rica and both the United States employ in that game tomorrow. This has Red Rover 
Red Rover, <laughs> we call you over, and then they just say, no, I'm not coming. Yeah, and They just yeah. stand on opposite sides of the uh, I, I, I think it, it would be hysterical. By the way, two more tickets were punched today, this morning, Portugal and Poland. Uh, Portugal defeated North Macedonia, and Poland knocked out the team I was really pulling for in Sweden. So uh, my bad luck, and I guess I jinxed William Carlson and Matthias Janmark in Sweden, will not be going to the World Cup. And maybe the last time we see Zlatan Ibrahimovic play for Sweden. So that would kind of be disappointing as well. But uh, yeah, so Poland and Sweden, or Poland and, and Portugal, two of the best players on the planet, Robert Lewandowski and Cristiano Ronaldo, will both be going to Qatar. So uh, fun stuff. What's the field in Qatar this year? It's it's bigger, right? The field? Yeah. I, no, no, no. Still 32 teams. But uh, when, when they do the uh, U.S., Canada, and Mexico joint, Bid, yeah. I believe they're going to expand it by at least four teams. So it's going to be interesting how they how they do that too, because usually the host nation automatically qualifies, but with three teams hosting the World Cup, I don't know if they're going to give three automatic bids to the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. When they had the joint with Japan and South Korea, both of them automatically qualified. So. Uh, going to be real interesting to see how they do that, of course, four years away. Well, thankfully, we've got four years to figure it out. Sit on pins and needles yeah. for that decision. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm pulling for Canada, though. I want to see them them have a very, very good run. Oh, how we're many, in. How we're many in. goals, Chad, have to not lose by? Six. Six. That's tough to do. Well, they did in a lose. game that neither team wants to play. Yeah, yeah and they did lose 4 we'll nothing to Costa Rica. If they don't four years force ago. it. I'm rooting for chaos. Oh, my God. And I can't even imagine the U.S. having to play a playoff with New Zealand or Solomon Islands. I don't even if, know where Solomon Islands is. If the American team loses, Kevin Lankinen's going to smash another <laughs> stick. <laughs> He's got only a lumberjack. Only if the ball goes off his <laughs> foot and into the goal for wow. the seventh of the game. Look forward to more uh, World Cup updates tomorrow with catching up with Chapman, as well as a little hockey talk. Vegas, Seattle. We'll get you set for it tomorrow, 4 to 6, and then 6 to 7 with the pregame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.